on this week's edition of Mike Drop Dallas. We're joined by Mavericks GM, Nico Harrison, who previews this season's new look Mavericks for us and tells us which player won the off-season MVP award. Then Marcus Carr has a conversation with Bill Mosley of AT&T. They talk about AT&T sponsorship of this weekend's Red River Showdown and much more. So let's drop the mic and let's go. Welcome to Mike Drop Dallas, everybody, the official podcast of the Dallas Sports Commission. Kevin Sullivan here, joined by Monica Paul, the executive director of the Sports Commission, along with Next Level Marcus Carr. Thanks for listening and following. We're keeping the hot hand, Monica. Michael Johnson in episode one of season two. Last week, we show up with Miro Heiskanen of the Dallas Stars. And this week, our headliner is Nico Harrison, the GM of the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, nice to... Uh, to keep season two rolling like this, right? Yes, top tier lineup, and very excited to also see what's uh, r- coming down the pipe for the rest of the uh, episodes this season. What's happening at the Sports Commission? I know you're always humming over there. Well, a uh, real focus right now is on our men's Final Four bid presentation. We we will present to the men's basketball committee on October 31st uh, for the 2028 to. 2031, and then follow that up with the women's basketball uh, committee presentation for 2028 to 2031 on November 16th. Um, You know, I think we've received positive feedback in our site visits, but really I think it's going to be contingent upon our new uh, convention center uh, plan and and renovation and expansion that will be taking place and getting both of those basketball committees comfortable enough that, hey, you know, the timing that we're setting forth of completion is not going to interfere with that 2030 or 2031, which we're really, really focused on there. As we talked about this a little bit last week with Brian Llewellyn of, of uh, fair park first. And I think I'm sure the NCAA uh, men's basketball committee will figure out like we all do. And, and in Dallas, we always find a way to get it done. Oh yes. You know, so, so, so I know that'll, that'll work out. You're also getting involved in a program to help the young people of uh, of Dallas get more involved in our local sports teams. Tell us about yeah, that. Something we're very, very excited about. Uh, we launched about a week and a half, uh, maybe two weeks ago. Now uh, we partnered with uh, city of Dallas mayor, uh, Eric Johnson on a mayor's youth sports ticket program and very thankful to all of our professional teams. We've got four universities, SMU, Dallas Baptist, university of Texas, Dallas, uh, University of Dallas, various venues, standalone events, Big 12 baseball championships, uh, sidekicks. All of our, our professional teams have really donated tickets in this program as for City of Dallas residents, youth ages 12 to 17, that can go on, sign up. Once we verify their eligibility, then as these complimentary ticket opportunities and tours and clinic spots come available, we're able to send those out and First come, first serve basis. Uh, whoever is interested in those, we're able to then provide those opportunities to our, our youth and the teens of, of the city of Dallas to attend sporting events that they might not have the opportunity or means to to attend uh, with their family. So excited about that opportunity and know that it's going to be something that kind of grows and we'll have learning lessons along the way, but it's something that hopefully long-term we can continue to, to grow and provide for, for residents. Well, you and I both know, Marcus knows that attending a sporting event 
how you know early in your life can be transformational and maybe even uh, career defining. Mm-hmm. So that that is that is really ex- exciting. Of course, the State Fair of Texas is underway. That means the AT and T Red River Showdown is this Saturday. You three and two Longhorns facing an OU squad that is reeling from a blowout loss to TCU. How is your heart rate this week, Monica? What do you expect? All about to hook them. Okay. Um, you know, this is my favorite, uh, favorite week of the year. Uh, I don't think there's a, there's a better one. Uh, both, uh, the crimson and the burn orange will be coming into town, uh, on, on Thursday. So we'll start to see a lot of activity in in the downtown area and, and, and visitors joining us. Uh, I think it'll be electric out there at, at cotton bowl stadium in fair park. You never know what to expect. Uh, there's, you know, people have been, teams have been favored all along and then there's upsets, but I think it's one of the best rivalries there, there is in college football and very honored to be hosting it in, in Dallas and hopefully get to continue that well into the future with uh, both of those transitioning over to the sec at some point but um no excited i'll, I'll be out there to to take a look and uh join in on some of that excitement and um yeah just i think it's supposed to be beautiful weather so i don't think we could ask for anything more also over at the state fair in the hall of state is the dallas mavericks vault kind of a museum that documents the first 42 years of the franchise Looking forward to checking that out as well, and and I think the Lucinda Williams show is in my future at the fair part at uh, at the state fair on Sunday night. So uh, back in a moment, we've got we've got Bill Mosley uh, from AT and T. Marcus is going to sub in for me to interview Bill about their sponsorship of the Red River Showdown and much more. And back in a moment uh, to talk to Nico Harrison, GM of the Dallas Mavericks. First, over to Rachel. Join us for the ultimate running weekend at the 2022 BMW Dallas Marathon Festival, December 9th through the 11th. Register your corporate group or team today. Two-person half marathon relay, five-person marathon relay, and 5K team challenge options available. Perfect for team building. Bring your company out and enjoy all the energy and excitement surrounding the BMW Dallas Marathon Festival this December. Contact groups at rundallas.com for more info. Thanks, Rachel. And now we are really pleased to be joined here here on the Mic Drop Dallas by Mavericks GM Nico Harrison. Joined the Mavericks in July of 2021, following a long career as a Nike sales executive, where during his during that portion of his career, he represented the likes of Michael Finley, Dirk Nowitzki, and Jason Kidd. Nico played college basketball first at Army for a year and then at Montana State, go Bobcats, and then for several years overseas. Nico, welcome to Mike Drop Dallas. Really glad to have you. Thanks for the time. Thank you. Thank you. Um, enjoy being here. I'm looking forward to the conversation. So, Nico, before we start to talk everything Mavericks, uh, let's talk about your journey a little bit. Uh, when you finished your playing career, your very first job was in pharmaceutical sales, I think. What was that like, and how did you get back into basketball after that? Yeah, um, pharmaceutical sales was kind of like a little stopgap for me. I was in a position where my body was starting to break down. And I was like, all right, the first good job I get overseas or the first good job I get in corporate America, I'm going to take. And pharmaceutical sales was provided that job in corporate America, got the work from home. So I was kind of dipping, dipping my toe kind of in corporate America. Um, So it was a good it was a good break from going straight from basketball into the workforce. So now uh, with the Mavericks, how would you uh, describe your leadership style? 
my leadership style, well, first it's under construction. Uh, <laughs> always uh, is, I think. <laughs> yes, yes. No, I always lead with it's under construction because I'm I'm always learning. I'm learning so much all the time. I learn from from my kids. I learn from my wife, from the players that, that we have. I learn from the staff on the team. So uh, other leaders in the community that I'm that I'm always talking to. So I'm constantly learning. Um, but I would say overall, it's it's a servant leadership style. It's uh, it's empowering the team to make decisions. Um, it's it's being present um, and being available and communicating at a high level. Like that's uh, I would wrap it up in saying that. But but I'm always always learning. So NBA uh, GM job, what was your biggest surprise taking over uh, at the Mavericks in your first year? I can only pick one. <laughs> oh, no, you can uh, get, you can rattle them all off, but uh, we were at, at least one. <laughs> no, um, the thing at Nike, you know, I was 20 years at Nike, and for the most part, if I made a bad move or a good move, nobody knew about it. Um Unfortunately, or fortunately, in Dallas, if I make a bad move, everybody, everybody knows about it. <laughs> so well, you have would, made. Now go ahead, Nico. I, I would say, kind of the public nature of the job was something that I just honestly never thought about. The moves that you've made so far, uh, you know, have worked. You know, the Porzingis trade at the deadline last year and ended up with a run to the Western Conference Finals for the first time since the championship year. But this year, it's a new team. Brunson's gone. Uh, you added uh, JaVale McGee and Christian Wood in the offseason. Tell us about how you look at the team. Uh, is it is the team better than than that team uh, following your offseason moves, better than the one last year that made it to the conference finals? Yeah, good question. Um, I, I'll answer it two ways. One, I think we're going to be better. Um, that doesn't mean the results are going to be better. Um, you know, I think the West is is much more improved. Uh, I think, you know, part of doing what we did during the playoffs, you have to be a little bit lucky um, and you have to hit your stride at the right time. And we were able to do that last year. But the guys coming back, <clears throat> if you go through the line, they're all better than they were um, a year ago. And so I think in that regard, we're going to be better. Um, obviously, we're going to miss JB. Um, you can't really replace him. But I think we'll also be more balanced. Um, we're we're going to get a lot, a lot more production from our front line than we did last year. Um, JaVale McGee, Christian Woods, I think they're going to add a lot of balance, um, both scoring and defensive, defensively to our front line. Um, and so in, in that regard, again, we'll be a different team, but but I definitely think we'll be more balanced. Well, let's not forget the return of Tim Hardaway Jr., who missed you know, the second half of the season really last year. And uh, just listening to him at Media Day this year, he seems healthier than he's been Dinwiddie healthier than he's been in a long time. So those two guys will go a long way toward toward filling in what what Brunson uh, brought to the table, don't you think? Absolutely. Dinwiddie is going to be he's a year removed, <clears throat> a year additionally removed from his uh, from his knee surgery. So his confidence and strength is going to be um, amazing. And then Timmy's really a free agent, you know, because for the majority of our run last year, he was injured. So it's like getting a 17 point score. You know, although he was on our team, he wasn't available. And so now he's available. So it's like having a free agent. Now, when you're the GM of a team that has a top one, two, three, four player in the NBA and Luca, you know, what do you look to surround him with? You went for rim protection with McGee and size with Wood, a versatile player. But it really must guide the way you build the team that you're starting with this 
incredibly talented and still really young player. What, what's your approach in terms of surrounding Luca with the best pieces to maximize his ability and the teams? Yeah, I think it's important. I think one, <clears throat> you want to make sure that you're surrounding with good players, um, but players that match his skill set. You know, so you know we look at floor spacing, guys who can defend, um, guys who are versatile, um, because he is he is such a dynamic player, and the ball is going to be in his hand the majority of the time. Um, and then you know, at, at some point in time, you know, you do want to get a guy who either develops to be an all-star or is an all-star that can play alongside him, but has to be the right combination because you don't want to d- take away from Luca's greatness by adding somebody who's going to, you know, kind of compete for that. What about his, you know, he proclaimed, which the fans love, he's done this two years in a row now, our goal is to win the championship. I mean, what else should your goal be? Uh, but th- with that, and especially after last year's run, comes high- heightened expectations. Uh, some teams embrace high expectations and pressure. Others struggle with it. How do you feel this group will will handle? I, I had the good fortune of being at the Fan Jam uh, on Saturday at the AAC. The atmosphere was electric. It was a huge crowd. People are jacked. I mean, they're really excited about the season. How do you think this team will respond to those increased expectations? You know what? I think they're going to do well because I think individually and collectively, they all have high expectations of themselves. You know, they finally got a little taste of success. And I think, you know, it shows in the way they all came back in better shape um, uh, and and more prepared for the season. So I think they have high expectations of themselves. So, you know, I think you're going to see Dorian Finney better than he was last year. Spencer Dinwiddie on and on and on, um, you know. You got still Dwight Powell and Maxie. And so I think those guys, they're coming back in better shape and and more prepared for the season. So I think we'll be fine with the expectations. little different look for Josh Green, too. Maxie looked like he was stronger, but Josh Green looked like he had lost some weight and was more explosive than we've seen in the last two years. Uh, would you put him in that category of guys that really yeah. use the offseason to, to no, get better? He might, he might be MVP of the offseason. You know, we we all talked about it's a big off season for him, and and he's done everything that you would want somebody to do. He uh, shed some pounds, um, not that he was <laughs> need to shed a lot, but he just got leaner. And with that, he's more explosive. Um, his confidence is through the roof. He's not thinking; he's just playing. He's playing at a high level. One of the one of the players the fans are really eager to see is Jaden Hardy. He's only 19 years old. Two years ago, this was the number two high school prospect in the country. Uh, slipped to the second round. You leaped at the chance to get him, traded up to get him, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you saw him in Las Vegas at the Summer League. You've seen him here early in camp. What do you think uh, of of the approach that he's taking? And what should fans think? Is he going to be uh, more at the Texas Legends? Are we going to see him, see him uh, on the bench uh, with the Mavericks at the AAC? Talk about Jaden Hardy a little bit. Yeah, I think the thing about Jaden is he's he gets better every day. Like he's literally developing before our eyes. Um, he's better now than he was during summer league. He works his butt off. You know, he's coming in the gym late at night. He can really shoot the ball. A lot of people don't realize that he can really shoot the ball, but he's he's a naturally gifted scorer. And uh, he puts a lot of pressure on defenses. And I think he'll put pressure on the coaches to to play him. 
Onico, I know everyone can't wait to to get over to the AAC and and watch the Mavericks this year. Um, a special uh, exhibit going on, I think, at the State Fair of Texas. There's a special museum at the Hall of State, the Dav- uh, Dallas Mavericks Vault, a sort of museum covering the first 42 years of the franchise. I think you've maybe have had a chance to check it out. I haven't yet, but I'll be going over this week since my offices are out there to take a look. Can you break it down and give our listeners an idea of what to, what to expect out there and definitely why they should be going uh, through the Hall of State when they're checking out the State Fair of Texas this year? Yeah, I think if you're a Mavs fan, it has something for everybody. Um, you know, literally 42 years of Mavs history, and it's kind of broken down into different generations. Um, so it's kind of... If you start with the with the beginning, um, the middle, they have a special uh, championship run edition, um, which is pretty cool. And then it just kind of goes through all the different uh, all the different memorable teams. And it has memorabilia, it has shoes, it has pictures, um, stories uh, in the past, jerseys from, you know, people who played in 80 uh, all, all the way through. So it was pretty cool. It, it, I mean, it literally. For someone like me, I'm not from Dallas. It gave me such a great history of the of the Dallas Mavericks. Well, Nico, thank you for joining us, everyone. All of our listeners, head over to the State Fair, the Hall of State, to check out that uh, Dallas Mavericks vault. Uh, and definitely, uh, Nico will be cheering y'all on this uh, this season. And uh, go Mavs! So we will uh, throw it over to Rachel for a word from one of our sponsors. Love lacrosse. Need a part time gig. IWLCA is looking for workers to help out at the IWLCA President's Cup and IWLCA debut November 18th through the 20th. Open positions include setup slash breakdown, field marshalling, Gatorade, and hospitality. Spend your weekend with us in Dallas. Contact Rena Weiss at rweiss at elitetournaments.com to learn more. Again, that's Rena Weiss at rweiss at elitetournaments.com. Welcome back to the mic drop, everybody. Now we are joined by Bill Mosley. Since 2006, he's been the director of sponsorships and experiential marketing at AT&T. That his list of uh, partners that he works with includes this weekend's Red River Showdown between Texas and OU. Bill, we we appreciate you joining us today. Thanks. It's great to be here, Marcus. Thanks. And uh, and just for clarity, that is the AT&T Red River Showdown. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's start this weekend with Texas OU. Um, obviously, uh, like you just stated, it is the uh, AT&T Red, Red River showdown. Um, how do you plan to activate this weekend but outside of, um, you know, just, just the naming rights? Sure. Outside of, uh, we will generally do a social sweeps, giving away tickets. Uh, we try to do a little drive to retail to leverage the value of the game. Um, and then obviously we have a, a media presence as well. We're pretty invested from a media perspective in college football. So it's a great audience to invest in. It's a it's a very traditional game for those that haven't been, uh, despite the fact that it's in an over 100-year-old stadium with aluminum seats. It's just an amazing experience, and we're just proud to be the the title sponsor of that game. So you have you have multiple sports sponsorships across the world. Um, AT&T Stadium is a huge one. The AT&T Byron Nelson here in Dallas. Um, there are many. But what is AT&T's uh, philosophy about what properties they want to activate with and what partnerships they, they want to pursue? Sure. Uh, for the most part, we look for our sponsorship portfolio to reflect 
uh, our employee base, our customer base. Uh, and so we're always looking to refine the portfolio to reach uh, folks who we want to keep as customers and have as customers, as well as business decision makers. You know, a lot of our business is B2B. We're able to do a lot of really valuable hospitality at some of these events, especially something like the AT&T Byron Nelson. Uh, but we're really looking for scalable partnerships for the most part that help us bring our technology to life. Uh, you know, our company has uh, been through a lot of changes, a lot, especially this year with our spinoff of WarnerMedia and DirecTV. And so we're back to really focusing and leaning in hard on our expertise as a network provider. Uh, and we look to bring those things to life in, in our sponsorship portfolio. What does Dallas particularly bring to the table when it comes to sports sponsorship? Like what makes it such a, a unique market and uh, an intriguing market to a brand like AT&T? Well, the Dallas fans are, you know, second to probably none in terms of their passion for their teams and especially Cowboys fans. Uh, and so, you know, I think with uh, with our name on AT&T Stadium, with one of the most valuable franch global sports franchises, uh, it's a great opportunity for us to, again, bring our technology to life, tap into that passion that the fans have. Uh, you know, I think Sponsorship 101 tells you that if you can tap into the brand equity uh, that the sports team has with their audience and their fans and really bring that to life for your brand and what you do as a company, uh, that's a winning combination. And I think the key there that, you know, I see some sponsors miss, not a ton, is that you know, the idea is to come into that environment and actually add value to it. It's not an opportunity to go in and just, you know, say your name a bunch of times and hope that it works for you. You actually have to get creative and come in and create a better fan experience. And we feel strongly that we do that, especially at AT&T Stadium here in Dallas. Bill, I so wish we were doing this podcast last week or even yesterday. I uh, I had to teach last night at uh, SMU and I teach the sponsorship 101. I won't say sponsorship 101 class, but it's a contemporary issues in sport management. And my uh, topics yesterday for class were uh, uh, sports sales and sponsorship. So uh, we touched a lot on some AT&T Stadium and, and AT&T and, and Byron Nelson and some other stuff. So, uh, boy, I, I wish we were having this discussion uh, uh, yesterday. And I'll, I will go back and make uh, the students or ask the students to, to listen to this podcast because I think they can glean some uh, some additional information and probably it's it's being conveyed a little better than I can teach it. So I appreciate you joining us today. Um, the words experiential marketing are in your title. Uh, what types of experiences are our fans looking for today? You, you kind of mentioned and hit on some uh, earlier, but um, what do you focus on there? Well, I think they're, they're looking at anything that en can enhance their game experience uh, and add value to it. And I think case in point, um, when we launched Pose with the Pros in 2019 at AT&T Stadium, uh, that was an opportunity for us to add value. Uh, and, and do something the fans want. What fan doesn't want a picture with their favorite player, let alone five of their favorite players? And we were able to deliver that three years ago uh, when we were launching our 5G network at AT&T Stadium. Uh, and uh, fans continue to love it. The Cowboys love it. Uh, we actually got calls from Premier League teams in Europe that year um, inquiring about that solution. Uh, it just, you know, I, I wouldn't say it was 100% intentional. You know, every sponsor tries to do something that's cool and engaging for the fans. And we just happened to land one that kind of exploded for us and continues to. Fans uh, set up uh, and, and stand in line for quite some time to get a chance to get 
pictures with their favorite players. We refresh it every season with new players. Obviously, there's a lot of movement in NFL rosters, and the Cowboys are are not immune to that. Uh, but uh, you know, we 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 try to bring something that will help them both enjoy the game uh, and, in some cases, navigate the stadium. So, Bill, obviously, uh, AT and T is a results-driven company. Uh, sponsorships, uh, di- different goals when you go into a sponsorship. Uh, um, but what type of metrics uh, do you review for, our, okay, okay, was this good for our bottom line or did we achieve our goals for, for this sponsorship? Sure. Well, for the most part, they're, they're upper frontal metrics, uh, their engagement. Uh, we want to, we do a lot of research about the audiences that we're trying to engage with our sponsorships uh, to really make sure we are bringing not only uh, the, the folks that are opportunity for us, but the right folks who are more likely to buy our products and services. Uh, and so we do our research ahead of time and make sure that we're bringing them to that upper end of the funnel and engaging them. And then we have a great relationship with our business units, the folks in sales and both consumer and business to make sure that they're in the best position and aware of our activity to kind of close those sales. And so it's, it's, it's brand work, but it's also upper funnel sales work. So you also have the Tribeca Film Festival in your portfolio. How does uh, music entertainment uh, differ from from sports in terms of how you value or look at your partnerships? Sure. Well, that's been a, a, a journey for us for quite some time. Uh, it's probably no secret with the amount of sponsors and money in sports that sports, you know, if you have $1 to spend to reach a highly engaged audience for your brand, sports is usually one of the first places brands stop. Uh, and, and, and we've always been trying to diversify our portfolio around non-sports. Tribeca has been great. It really started as more of, you know, we really needed uh, to be a little more engaging in New York City. Uh, you know, and so at the time uh, back then, we signed the Yankees and Tribeca Film Festival. Uh, what's great about the film fan is, um, you know, they're, they're into um, content. It's a completely different fan base. It's a younger, more diverse fan base. It's someone we're not reaching, obviously, uh, primarily with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and, uh, and that really helps us bring the brand to life and dimensionalize it with a completely different audience than we're reaching, say, with the Cowboys and the Mavericks. Bill, Monica has worked tirelessly to bring the World Cup uh, to, to Dallas in 2026. AT&T Stadium is going to host some of those games. What does that mean for AT&T as a brand to be put on the global stage um, at, for, for the World Cup? Uh, we're, we're, we couldn't be more excited about that. Um, you know, bringing the World Cup to North Texas to a venue with our name on it, obviously, is a no-brainer. Uh, we're also heavily invested in soccer. You know, we're a sponsor of U.S. soccer, Major League Soccer, uh, the Atlanta United in, in Atlanta, which has had amazing success even from their first year. Uh, so we're excited to be on the world stage, to have North Texas be on the world stage. Uh, and we're excited for the soccer fans. It really brings a, a bunch of uh, worlds, you know, a bunch of value together for AT&T and helps us engage with an iconic venue like AT&T Stadium and a really engaged and growing and dimensionalized audience that soccer brings. We're also a sponsor of the Mexican national team on both sides of the border. AT&T Mexico sponsors them, as do we here in the United States. You, you touched a little bit earlier on how you're trying to expand outside of, um, you know, sports and non, you know, non-traditional, um, you know, avenues. What does the future of that look like to you going, uh, you know, going forward? Well, we're, we're continuing to look at music partnerships like Carol G., 
uh, and expanding more into music uh, and entertainment platforms. We're looking to grow what we do with uh, Tribeca. Uh, you know, one thing I should have mentioned, we have a program called Untold Stories. Um, AT&T presents Untold Stories where we put up a million dollars for an underrepresented filmmaker to make their film. And, and it's a pretty elaborate process. Actually submissions start next month. Uh, and then we go into whittling down that selection process. So it's really, you know, uh, and again, an, another sponsorship 101 is you try to really drive as much value out of, out of your existing relationships as you can. Ideally, you wanna spend $1 in activating for $1 every dollar you're spending on rights. And so it's really looking to continue investing and grow the value we're getting from something like a Tribeca Festival or from a Carol G relationship. Uh, learning, you know, uh, we're a tech company and that's all about test and learn and refining your process. And uh, that's the same for us in sponsorship. We are constantly capturing our KPIs of engagement, the target audiences that our business units are looking to reach and refining that approach. And we wanna do that with our existing platforms and our existing relationships before we start venturing out into new. So I'd say it's really, you know, we're comfortable with the portfolio and we're looking to, to really grow engagement and grow success within what we're invested in currently. Well, Bill, we appreciate your time today. Best of luck at the AT&T Red River Showdown and all, all the great events coming to, to North Texas. On behalf of Monica Paul and the Dallas Sports Commission, Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guests, Nico Harrison, the Mavericks GM, and Bill Mosley of AT&T. Thanks to the Mic Drop production team, Icy Strain, our producer, Marcus Carr, the, the legendary Marcus Carr, next level Marcus Carr. Let me start over again. Three, two, one. On behalf of Monica Paul and the Dallas Sports Commission, thanks to our guests, Nico Harrison of the Dallas Mavericks, Bill Mosley of AT&T. Thanks to the Mike Drop production team, especially our producer, Icy Strain, Next Level Marcus Carr, and the whole Tony Fay PR team. Thanks to Rennet Vocal Media, our showrunner, Tony Fay. And until next time, thanks for listening, everybody.